So, how are we going to start this off? <laughs> Doug staring at you. <laughs> Don't be mad at me. I'm not the one who put the sweater on here. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I did nothing. Buddy, that was a vile look. <laughs> now I won't look at anybody. The anger on his face towards me, and I did nothing to him. guess we'll just start <laughs> you sound so tired already <laughs> i'm extremely tired i woke up this morning for the third day in a row wanting to start my shift late get an extra hour of sleep but every day i've had to re- a reason to say no i can't do that <laughs> today most of all and it would you know it tracks that that's also the, the morning i was the tiredest was the day that i needed to sleep in the most my brain has been like you could just not go to work today and then i'm like <laughs> Two weeks of vacation. I've got a Monday off, and then I got a Thursday and a Friday off. Yeah. So it's a three-day week. It's coming. It's just like every single day, I'm just like, oh, I know. I just want to sleep. Do I need this job? And then I remind myself, yes. yes we have we have a mortgage. We need this job. <laughs> we need this job. On that weird note, to start the episode, hi everybody, welcome to Rated T for F Word, a fan fiction podcast. My name is Ariel. Hello, my name's Spencer, and hello, Mr. and Mrs. Reed, because <laughs> apparently you listen to this now, Thanks so I have to say hi. Thanks for telling everybody my last name. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, shit. No, it's fine. I, I'm literally the one who posts everything. They don't know how to spell it. It's okay. That's true. It's true. It's it's the least common spelling. But yeah, Spencer's right. Hi. Several members of each of our families now. Um, <laughs> for- this is true. I went to go see my parents. Well, we all went to go see my parents uh, last weekend to c- celebrate my birthday, my dad's birthday, and also Mother's Day, which all happened in May. Um, now you know her last name and the <laughs> approximation of when her birthday is. You already talked about it last episode. Well, that's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, so while we were there, my dad casually mentions to me, oh, hey, I listened to your podcast. And I was like, Daddy, no, I very explicitly said in the first episode, this is a family-free zone. Daddy, he, and then he Daddy, just, no. Daddy. <laughs> and then he, he immediately goes, oh, we didn't listen to the first episode. <laughs> 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 like, you should. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah. Hi. Hi, Mom and Dad. Um just let's go ahead well we should mention that right now um this is very explicitly a family free episode so whichever one of spencer's multitudinous cousins is listening as well as my parents and anybody else who is vaguely related to us um leave now for this episode this episode is not for people who know me in real life (laughs) other than my friends who i know won't judge me because what are we doing this episode spencer we're reading one of your stories. Yeah, we are. <laughs> and by that note, you're probably going to listen anyway because we literally have no control over this. So enjoy the story. <laughs> um, well, it would be horrifically embarrassing for me. Um, and then I may never go to another family event again for the rest of my life. So I guess if you, if you don't want to see me there, I guess keep listening. But um, yeah, no, like there's a chance Spencer could pick something that there's a very good chance... Spencer is going to pick something embarrassing. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Oh, boy. It does not matter in what way. Every single one of these is going to embarrass me in some regard. Oh, boy. 
boy. Boy. Um, Sorry, that was really loud. <laughs> it's also really loud every time I do it directly in our dog's face. Um, but no, uh, also, the reason I give that warning, some of my work is explicit. Um, there's a pretty obvious reason why I don't want my parents listening to that. But also, you know, anybody in Spencer's family, like, I like y'all. I'd like you all to continue liking me um <laughs> and that's just not something you guys need to know about you know about me um it's one thing to know about it in like a vague sense of like oh this person who's dating my cousin writes porn um <laughs> but it's another thing to then listen to the thing you now know that i've written um well if you didn't say porn you didn't have to call it that. it's implied <laughs> but also a lot of it's old and embarrassing in a different way so like it's just this is already a huge share for me to do anyway um boy. oh boy um so it would just make this whole thing easier for me to know that you guys aren't listening so hello family goodbye family we love you um i know my mom and dad are only listening because as my mom said they like to hear the sound of our voices mom I'll just call you for an hour instead. <laughs> um, so thanks for tuning in. Now, now go do something else. I love you. Goodbye. Um, <clears throat> so let's go ahead and just move on. Eh, so we don't have anything else planned for this episode, and that's definitely by design and not just because I don't have anything else prepared for this week um, because we're super duper behind. <laughs> so I'm going to hand Spencer a piece of paper. That has all of the IPs listed for all of the stories that I can find um, on them. So he's going to pick from an IP, and then we're going to read it. Or at least as much as we can get done in about an hour and a half. And I'm going to take my time so she can get some of the nerves off of her, because I can tell she's getting very nervous right now. This is such a huge share. This is like the first time I let you see me when I'm dyeing my hair. (laughs) <laughs> that was such a huge moment for me and he didn't even really realize it at the time but it's it's probably the moment when I look my absolute fucking worst and it's I don't particularly care what I look like but I mean anybody who dyes their hair knows that you look like a ding dong what's <laughs> going on and you're usually like crying and half of your face is dyed purple um so like it's just not a good look so this is kind of like that except you have the chance to see what teenage ariel was like when teenage ariel was embarrassing i already see one that i could i know would be a juicy bad old one for you (laughs) which you would really hate you can pick whatever you want you're gonna get at least one other one so i don't want this one but i have a feeling that sorcerer's apprentice is a really old one that one is old it's not the oldest on there but it is definitely old yeah that one's probably 11 years old at this point hmm Dahlia, do you want to be our, our guest our guest on this podcast? You're sitting right next to Dad's microphone. <laughs> Dahlia's our cat. I know I haven't posted pictures on our media social media, but I probably will. <laughs> I can't share your deepest, darkest secret on here, so I'm not going to ask you to read that one. <laughs> what? people who are listening who are fine i'm fine with listening already know that <laughs> okay let me let me seriously take a second here then i'd be fine with that one honestly because i like the writing in that story although the material is the worst part <sighs> what do i want to ruin myself with today <laughs> let's do kick ass kick oh no 
Perfect. Oh no, that one's so old. <laughs> I know it is. Oh no. It was either that or Hellboy. <sighs> Why didn't she pick Hellboy? That one's old but good. <laughs> Fuck. Nope, we're going with the kick ass. All right. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> oh man. Oh boy. Oh, I, I don't even know what site I have that one posted on. It's probably fanfiction.net. You All have right. to look for it hard. You can't pretend like you can't no, find no. it. Uh, everything on that list I know is still available. So there's there's about 20-ish fics listed there. That's not even half of what I've written. Just because a lot of stuff is lost to time. Um, so like, for example, I don't know if all of y'all who are actually know fanfiction write fanfiction. Remember the days when Meba was a thing? And Quizilla. So Meba is actually still up, but I don't remember what my login is for that one. However, Quizilla is completely lost to time. That one, it was this weird site that you could, it's kind of like BuzzFeed quizzes where, you know, you can generate your own quizzes and you give them an outcome. But people used it to like write choose your own adventure style stories um, where the question section was the text of the story. And then you'd have a couple of options for people to pick from where they get to put in their input. And then based on their selections, they'd get some kind of special ending to the story. So it was good for like one-offs. But a lot of people actually did serialized fix that way so they could kind of see what people wanted to see and then tailor their stories to it. It was actually pretty cool. I, I put a lot up on there. They're all gone. Um, I even tried to look in the Wayback Machine to find stuff. I have no idea what my username was on it. And even then, I probably wouldn't be able to find anything because at some point they purged most of the site because they imposed a character limit on the questions. Mm. So that was the, the meat and potatoes of most of these quiz fix. Um, so they all got shrunk down without even any kind of warning. So people's work was just gone. Um, <laughs> I'm sure some people will actually remember that one because... Um, it was kind of infamous because other fanfiction archive sites like fanfiction.net would actually have rules that you couldn't write choose your own adventure style stories or stories where people submitted characters. And it's because Quizilla had such a bad reputation <laughs> for being for teenagers like me. <laughs> I see, I see. All right. So let's... Oh, Christ, it's here. Fuck. All right. <laughs> oh, darn. <laughs> this is actually one of my more popular fics um, because, so, as Spencer said, this is a kick-ass fic. Um, this is from 2009. It says the last published... Oh, bless you. <laughs> oh, gross. Talia. Ew. Is that your contribution? Well, oh, there's no, there's no way my writing is going to gross you out worse than what the cat just did. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that was so <laughs> disgusting. That was so icky. <laughs> Our cat has a cold right now. If you guys couldn't hear it, I'm sure you could. Um, anyway, so this story was posted about 2009-ish. Um, so I would have been 17, 18. Yeah, 17. Um, so this is an old one. <laughs> the reason it got so much attention is because it was for a character that everybody liked but nobody wrote about, and that was Red Mist. Um, I'm a huge Christopher Vince Plassey fan. He's super cute. Little teenage Ariel, Ariel was so, so into Red Mist. I still kind of am, honestly. He's still pretty hot. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know if that's the word you want to use there, but, you know, that's fine. He's my version of hot, <laughs> which is weird. I'm aware. Um 
So this one's called Bandit and Bitey. Um, <laughs> and the I'm gonna read I'm gonna read the summary because I actually bothered with summaries back then, and it wasn't just a chunk of the text that I liked. Uh, with no recognition comes unlimited freedom. It's a play on the you know the Spider-Man thing of with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> so with no recognition comes unlimited unlimited freedom. You haven't heard of LMA Blackstone. Oh my god, I forgot that was her fucking name. God damn it, Ariel, be more fucking goth. <laughs> you haven't heard of LMA Blackstone and you've never seen her, but she can kick your ass, especially if you happen to be the frustratingly irresistible Red Mist. Movie based Red Mist slash OC. <laughs> Yoink. <laughs> All right. This could be a good one. Let's get started. Oh, an ad. Thanks, Google. Go away. Oh, no. Should I read the author's notes? Yes. All right, fine. Okay, so this is Bandit and Bitey, Chapter 1, Here Kitty Kitty. Author's note. So I'm super excited about this story, in all caps. Like, as soon as I saw the trailer and the previews to Cop Out, oh, Christ almighty. <laughs> I was like, I am so doing a fan fiction on this, and here it is. I was working in the movie theater when the trailer for Kick-Ass came out. Holy shit. I would go watch the trailers for Cop Out just so I could see the trailer for Kick-Ass. <laughs> I wish I could post the link to show you guys what Bandit and LMA look like, but every time I put a link to it, it gets garbled. So if you're curious, since I don't do much in the ways of describing outfits, just send me a message and I'll send them to you. This was this will be movie-based. The comic was good, but I don't like the twist with Big Daddy. Oh, Ariel, you're wrong. It kind of killed his character, no pun intended. Ha ha. So, yeah, movie-based. Spoilers. And even, <laughs> and even then, I'll be taking some creative liberties. Anyway, I'd really appreciate some feedback, because, I don't know, it's just nice. And it gets me to write new chapters faster, so it's good for you guys, too. Tell me what you think and enjoy. I that, just realized that movie came out 12 years ago now. I know, so long. <laughs> <laughs> I sat on the ledge along the top of a short building, swinging my legs into the still, smog-choked air. Welcome to New York City, I guess. My black mid-calf combat boots with the red straps were heavy, so my swings had quite a bit of momentum. I could certainly throw myself right off the edge with the perfect amount of force if I wanted, but that might alight the that might alert the person in the alley below me to my presence. I say that it might, because quite honestly, he was pretty clueless. The person I was watching paced back and forth along the short length of the alley, seemingly pumping himself up. He was kind of funny, but still had zero peripheral vision. If this were Dungeons and Dragons, he'd have rolled a one for perception. <laughs> how how do description? <laughs> uh, nerd shit, got it. <laughs> Adorable. <laughs> this the writing still isn't horrible here. You could have chosen a lot worse, but I'm not. I'm not a fan of the story overall. It's not bad so far. I just that was a silly. <laughs> we're we're one paragraph in. It wasn't even that I blended in with my bright red X across my chest under my double crossed gray belts. Oh, I don't do much description, says Ariel. She describes her, the whole outfit for this fucking superhero. He just seemed to trust his apparent solitude. A real superhero makes sure of his security before becoming so relaxed. In fact, a real superhero may never let his guard down. Such was my case. Uh, fucking Mary Sue. Such was my case. Even the even now, though I was quite sure of the fact that I was alone on this particular rooftop, I would send a glance in both directions, as well as behind me, every few seconds. He wasn't going anywhere quite yet, so I could easily multitask these two things. I think I had even knocked my boots into the bricks of the building a few times when I had become distracted, but he still didn't look up. 
Eventually, my target stopped pacing and slumped his shoulders. He looked defeated and glanced around the alley until his blue eyes landed on a poster of a lost cat taped to a nearby pole. He tore the paper down, read it, and set off along the street. Do you know what character this is? I'm assuming it's the main character. I don't remember names very well. Kick-ass. His name is Dave. His Dave listens. Yeah, it's Kick-ass. At first, I thought it was going to be Red Mist, and I listened more, and I I knew it was him. At the time of writing this chapter, I was super proud about how I introduced the character. So I used to do this thing when I was writing fanfic where um, my idea of making it not a Mary Sue was to not revolve the plot around the main character and just kind of seamlessly insert them into the canon and then change some minor things. Um, this character is still a Mary Sue. It's not about plot revolution. It's about the characteristics of the character. I just hadn't quite gotten that yet because I wasn't you know, confident enough in my own femininity to write feminine characters who had boys and being interested in them and not have it feel like a Mary Sue. Oh, stop making excuses for your past self. I'm not making excuses. I'm doing discourse. (laughs) But yeah, so this is, I was really proud of this chapter, basically, and the way I introduced the character, because it's it's in the movie. I just tweaked it a little bit. Anyway. Maybe you're wondering how I know his eye color from far above his head, or how I knew what was on the poster without closer examination. I don't have supervision or anything special. I know these things because it was no accident that I happened to be in the same alley as this person that he happened to pick up that poster. This was planned by me. I had been tailing this person for quite some time, and I just needed a way to introduce myself superhero to superhero. I silently stood up, picked up my bamboo pole from beside me, and used it to vault from roof to roof in pursuit of kick-ass. <laughs> sure. <laughs> New York's fi- first ever superhero, aside from me, that is. I had to give Kick-Ass some credit. He had looked for that cat for quite some time before giving up. He was heading right where I needed him, though, which was convenient, right past the billboard I had picked out, the not-so-tall one outside some pitiful-looking diner. Everything was going just fine until something unexpected happened. A man being pursued by three others ran right into Kick-Ass, knocking them both to the ground. The three thugs quickly caught up and proceeded to beat the shit out of each other. I I twitched in my rooftop hiding spot, not sure what to do. Come on, kick-ass, I whispered. Thankfully, he rolled right over and charged into the fray. He took some hits, but he wasn't doing all that bad, which was a pleasant surprise. He took a a hit to the back of the head by a trash can, but made short work of the guy's wrist. I could hear the bones snap all the way up here, not to mention the man's pathetic cries. Yeah, that shit hurts, huh, asshole? Karma's a bitch, I said to no one while picking up a sizable brick discarded beside me from some unfinished construction project or a crumbling wall. And so am I. (laughs) You know, at first I thought this was the scene from the movie um, where they fight in front of the convenience store for a second there, and then I realized it was something else. The diner scene, yeah. When Kick-Ass goes out on his first mission, he looks for a lost cat. The cat's name is Mr. Bitey. Oh, okay, so this is the... Dust, this is this from the comic or is this from the both okay i can't remember <laughs> it's been too long yeah i, I know the premise of the movie just... i'm pretty sure this was in the comic too it's a movie basically yeah. <clears throat> sorry still listening <laughs> i tossed it from hand to hand before reeling back and heaving it at one of the thugs who became stunned enough for t- kick ass to clock him across the side of his head i smiled under my black bandana while he successfully beat back the thugs and told them how he would gladly die to save a couple a complete stranger it was rather heartwarming and i felt myself getting a little soft i waited while kick-ass received thanks and praise from the patrons of the diner and allowed himself to quickly be interviewed by some enamored teen with a video camera on his phone 
When everyone had cleared out, Kickass started to swagger away. I hopped along the roof and dropped to the ground in an alley he was turning into, startling him. He backed into some trash cans, falling over as he redrew his slightly bloodied batons. I'm not going to hurt you, I said quietly, stowing my bamboo pole onto my back to appear less threatening. However, Kickass just gave me a confused look. Huh? he asked, tilting his head to the side. I can't understand you. I rolled my eyes and pulled my bandana away from my mouth, letting it fall around my neck. Look out, I said calmly, instead of repeating what I'd previously said. It appeared that one of the thugs was trying to sneak up on the imperceptive kick-ass, so I pulled my pole back out and, reaching around the superhero's head, knocked him around a bit. A few swift hits to critical points on the body was enough to send him running away with his tail between his legs. Maybe next time he'll think a little before trying to cut two costume freaks in a dark alley. I looked over at Kickass, who was standing up again, looking impressed. That was cool, he admitted, still holding up his batons absentmindedly. That was one of my favorite words to write back when I was a teenager, absentmindedly, <laughs> which is a pain in the ass to say. <laughs> like I said, I'm not going to hurt you, so you can put your weapons down, I repeated now that I could speak clearly. But that guy was hell-bent on killing you. You should be more careful. We were conveniently joined now by a black and gray tomcat, meowing lowly and looking wary. Ah, that cat, Kickass said, pointing. Help me catch him so I can return him. I picked up the cat without so much as a snarl or a scratch and held it in my arms. Don't worry about returning it, I said. This is my cat. Thank you for trying so hard to find him. Kickass was silent a moment, mouth open in confusion. So wait a minute, he finally said, waving a hand. This cat... Mr. Bitey, I interrupted. Scratching aforementioned cat between, behind his ears. Mr. Bitey, Kickass continued, is your cat? Yes, I said simply, smiling a little when Bitey clawed playfully at my black wavy hair and meowed. Why did you post signs for a lost cat if he hadn't really gotten away, he pestered me. If you were in the area and your cat was in the area, I don't call that lost. <laughs> I know, this is aerial logic. Like, well, if she knew where it was, it wasn't lost. I mean, technically it wasn't, but like... You can, you can be in the same neighborhood as your lost pet and still post lost posters. I guess I'm frustrated because I know you're writing this, but at the same time, I know this is how we'd react. <laughs> but at the same time, I'd be like, who would be that stupid? And I'm like, oh, yes, a protagonist would be that stupid to say something like that. He's a dum-dum. <laughs> That's why I love Kick-Ass. The story's not about him, though. You're right. He wasn't about lost. about Mr. Bitey, right? <laughs> well, story is called Bandit and Bitey. Bandit's the name of the super of the MC superhero. Uh, you're right, he wasn't lost, I admitted, raising my dark brown eyes to look into his face. I faked the posters. What? he asked, maybe a little wounded by his first mission not being real. Why? Because I needed some way. I started, setting down a squirming, setting down a squirming, squirming bitey, who immediately chased a large rat deep into a trash pile. To meet you. Kickass was silent again, mouth once again wide open. To meet me, he questioned, seemingly incredulous. But who are you? I blinked a few times, contemplating the question. Bandit, he answered simply. Y you're a superhero too? he asked, pointing again. It would appear that way, I replied coolly, not missing a beat. I also indicated my costume. This... C Ella is a weird character for me. Um, you mispronounced Donatello, by the way. <laughs> or are you doing a blep? <laughs> Ella's a really weird character. Um, usually the characters, the MCs I write tend to have a lot more personality. She's the weird case of being almost kind of the faceless protagonist thing that I, I guess we can blame it on me being young, but I was writing characters before this who had way more voice. 
like her whole thing is that she's just the cool calculated badass but it's so boring to write <laughs> and even more boring to read i don't know why people like this story cause she's she's just a fucking wet blanket <clears throat> anyway it would appear that way i replied coolly not missing a beat i also indicated my costume oh he said well i'm kick-ass i said staring dave lazuski by day he freaked out at that stepping away stammering things and promptly fell back into the trash cans upsetting a feasting mr bitey chill out i said smiling ever so slightly i held out my hand i won't tell anyone you won't he asked i shook my head who would i tell who would believe me i said sarcastically which may have sounded offensive but he took my hand anyway, maybe saying my point. I pulled him up, and Bitey circled around my legs, seeing that this person was now a friend. Well, what's your name, Kickass said, still sounding nervous. You only fi- you'll only find out when I decide I can trust you, I said, crossing my arms. But you don't wear a mask, you noticed. Don't you care about your secret identity? I snorted. I did have a mask, but you couldn't understand me with it on. I wiggled the bandana around my neck at him. Besides, my identity is just a much a se- as much a secret with or without my mask, I answered cryptically. So, I don't know you then, he asked, trying to sort out what I meant. I wouldn't be surprised if you didn't, I admitted, but you should. I started to scale the short wall using a sturdy drain spout. Wait, Kickass called to me. I got to the top of the building and sat down on the ledge, Bitey joining me after a few impressive leaps. Yes, I asked politely. Why, why should I know you? He asked, looking up at me. I smirked down on him. It's a lot of fucking, I looked this, and then I looked that, and then I looked this way, and then that way. (laughs) Then I crossed my arms. (laughs) This is one of those, one of those young writer things of like, if I don't describe it, they won't know what's happening. (laughs) Everything must be said. (laughs) Um... Why should I know you, he asked, looking up at me. I smirked down on him. Well, we do go to the same school, you know, I answered smartly before making a move to get up. Wait, bandit, he said once more. I sat back down. Yes, kick-ass, I repeated. Did you want to, like, team up or something, he asked, haltingly, squinting up, squinting to look up at me. I actually I sat back this. down. <laughs> I said, I shot, and then I missed. <laughs> <laughs> I actually laughed this time, which was rare for me. That would be the reason for meeting you, yes, I said, shaking my head but smiling widely. Okay, then, uh, sounds good, he said, probably not sure what to make of me. How will we, you know, contact each other, he trailed off. Don't worry, I'll find you, I said, pushing myself up. You still live at 32 Bellevue Lane, I asked. Uh, yeah, he said, sounding confused. All right, I'll see you tomorrow then, I said, holding up a gloved hand. See you, kick-ass. And with that, I set off along the roof. My name is Ella Mae Blackstone. I'm 17 years old. I have a black and gray acrobat of a tomcat named Mr. Bitey. And every so often, at night, I'll dress up like a superhero named Bandit and roam the streets. You probably don't know me, and you've probably never seen me, but with no recognition comes unlimited freedom. I'm just some nameless girl at Millard Fillmore High School, and I know some karate. I'm pretty handy with a bamboo pole, and I'm not bad at free running. I can't read your mind, but I can kick your ass. And rest assured, I will. I love that last line. That's the end of chapter one. I still like that. I still like that line. Good job. Yeah, of course, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know you because you're in disguise. <laughs> Her whole thing is that she's just so invisible and she, really just at all that she could walk through a crowded street. And people wouldn't recognize her, even if she was, you know, media famous. 
I've, That's kind of what I was going for, but she ended up just being kind of boring. I've come to the realization of the three characters you combine to make your character. Huh? You have combined Donatello, Catwoman, <laughs> and uh, what's her name from Incredibles? Um, Violet? Violet. The daughter? <laughs> she kind of gives off Violet vibes, yeah. <laughs> Uh, cat girl, not really. I mean, maybe, maybe like superheroes. Oh, her, just like, because there's a cat. That's that's literally oh. the only reason I said that. Um, and it's funny as you mentioned Donald Hill because I, I watched Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and I certainly didn't back then. Well, it was just funny because you said you were wearing a bandana <laughs> and you're using yeah. a fucking bamboo pole. Because <laughs> I was like, that's cooler than like a mask, you know, like yeah. a bandana around her face. <laughs> All right, chapter two: the beat down. Author's note. So I okay, I was so beat off. <laughs> okay, I was so happy with the reception of my first chapter. I'm not gonna comment on that. My first chapter that I worked diligently on this one before I go to work to get it out. I was working at the movie theater at the time. Hoping to come home to some awesome reviews. Again, if you want the pictures, just send me a message, tell me what you think, and enjoy. I still say that line and enjoy at the end of my author's notes even to this day. It wasn't long after our first introduction before Kickass and I were out on the streets patrolling, I guess you could call it. In actuality, we were just chilling out, getting used to each other. Or he was getting used to me, more like. I had the ability to catch him completely off guard and unhinge him, like such. Saw you talking to Katie Katie Domo. Katie Doma at Atomic Comics yesterday. Her her name, it doesn't sound like it's complicated, but it's so many vowels <laughs> and an X. <laughs> Saw you talking to Katie Doma at Atomic Comics yesterday, I would say. He would look at me all freaked out. You did? You were at Atomic Comics? He would say back, all shocked. No, I would reply, smirking a little and staring straight ahead. But I knew you were there. Oh, he'd say, and just when he'd relaxed, I would send another nuke his way. Heard you're her new gay BFF, I would say. He'd give me the same look. You did? How did you hear that? He'd demand, all worried. Katie told me, I would reply. She did? He would He would fall for that. No, I'd admit, chuckling, but Marty did. Marty told you. How do you know Marty? He'd yell, confused. I don't, I laughed. You have a weird sense of humor, Kickass was currently telling me as we sat on the ledge of a building across from Atomic Comics. It was getting dark out, maybe around 8.30 that Saturday. Thank you, I replied. He sighed. You're frustrating, he said. No, I'm bandit, I said, smirking. He made a sound. Did you just growl? I wish you wouldn't mess with me, he said, ignoring my question. I wish you were less gullible, I answered, still smirking. God, she was a bit of a bitch, wasn't she? I almost made my first JoJo's reference to you. Oh, go ahead. There's the second JoJo, because I don't remember their names. They're all just Joestar in I some forms. I wouldn't know. They're, they all, you they can all... say anything and I'd believe you. Okay. Well, we're just going to say Joestar. He, he, goes, he does this thing where he goes, every, he predicts everything the enemy's going to say before they say it. He's like, ha, I knew you were going to say that. And then the guy goes, ha, I knew you were going to say that. And they're like, oh. oh. <laughs> and it's kind of like your character just going, No. But. <laughs> but obviously I can't drink the cup in front of me. <laughs> yeah, no, like I was going for this whole like she can totally predict him. And she's I wrote her just kind of awkward, though. Like, she, I think in the end it kind of circles around to working again because she doesn't have any friends. That's why she's weird like this. Um, 
<laughs> which is now the explanation I could see. But back then I was just like, oh, she's just so cool. She just. <laughs> she, she just knows things before right. he knows them. But no, it's like she's just fucking with him because she doesn't really know how to talk to him. She doesn't know how to be his friend. <laughs> I don't know how to interact <laughs> with people. I'm an awkward teenager like Pretty you. Pretty much. Yeah. She was mega awkward. Um, we'll see later on. It's kind of sad that she's awkward. Um, I, re- I wish you were less gullible, I answered, still smirking. He yelled, throwing up his hands. I wish you'd shut your mouth for once, he said, glaring at me. I wish you'd get over it, I replied, laughing. He shook his head and looked down, back down to the street. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ, you got like throwing fists at each other in like two seconds. They Dave barely is, know each other. Dave is kind of a crybaby. I still think that's pretty accurate representation of his character. Um, Like, she's obviously annoying the piss out of him but he's also like a teenage boy who's also kind of bad at talking to people and very especially girls um (laughs) so fair enough (laughs) these two were just these two were bad they shouldn't have been friends but i wanted them to be friends because i felt like it was the only way to insert her into the story no you're fine i'm sorry (laughs) i'm not apologizing for my past self i'm just explaining the reasoning um, I won't take this away from your past self. Don't get mad at me. <laughs> he shook his head and looked back down to the street. You're something else, he admitted. Thank you, I replied genuinely. You're something else for putting up with me. I think I sounded a little sad because Kickass sighed and looked back to me. Listen, Bandit, I didn't mean to. He started. I feel bad for Chris D'Amico, I interrupted, not wanting to talk about what I'd just said. Said person was currently stepping out of a shiny black car and heading over to Atomic Comics. Yeah, it must be horrible to have everything you want, Kickass said a little bitterly. You sound like Marty, I noticed. I thought you said you didn't know Marty, he said, looking over at me. Of course I know Marty. Wait, do you actually know him? he asked, sounding confused. No, I said, smiling. I thought we went over this. <laughs> I don't even know if she knows Marty at this point. <laughs> what, the, what the fuck? Marty is one of Kickass's friends. That was a good that was a good line though. Yeah. I did actually like that. that <laughs> I like their dialogue. I I've I'll pat, I'll pat Ariel's past back. <laughs> when it comes to back and forth dialogue, I think I've always had a pretty good flow. Um, this reminds me actually a lot of my writing and um, the dialogue, anyway, the back and forth between the two of them in my uh, Legion story. Um, well, my favorite part of that story is honestly the, the chemistry between Oliver and the main character. They just, they have a really natural flow of conversation. Um, I guess it's just kind of from knowing how Oliver would talk. Um, and then all of my OCs are to some degree based off of myself. So I know how I talk. Um, all of them usually end up sounding a bit like me. Um, so. Sorry with the yawning. I'm You're fine. apparently really tired. <laughs> so I'm sure it was just from watching this movie so much. I just know how Kick-Ass talks. So I'm able to imitate it. Um, it's also not hard to imitate a teenage boy's dialogue. <laughs> uh. Hey, fair enough. Instead of getting frustrated, I think I saw Kickass shake his head and laugh. I was quiet a moment, just looking in at Chris to be go through Atomic Comics' front, wide front window. I frowned, up, frowned ever so slightly. I could relate to that loneliness, and let me tell you, it sucks. He doesn't have everything he wants, I'm sure, I said quietly. Well, I'm sure he does, Kickass assured me. I shook my head. Perhaps, I said, so long as he doesn't want any friends. That got Kickass to be quiet. Well, he said after a while, if we're done crying over a lonely rich kid, I have something for us to do. You know, superhero stuff, if you want. I stood up. Sure, I said, helping my partner up. Where to? And then we've got a passage of time, even though I don't have little squiggles to show it. (laughs) 
I guess I didn't start doing that till later episodes. Episodes. Later stories. The little, <clears throat> the little room was positively soaked in blood, along with the people inside it. Me, kick-ass, six dead bodies, and the squirt who had off them so messily. Holy shit, I breathed, stowing my bamboo pole in my back. What the hell, girl? I asked the 12-year-old, currently shoving wads of hundred-dollar bills into a black bag. I just saved your lives, she retorted. That's what. Yeah, by killing a bunch of... A bunch of low-life drug dealers and addicts, the girl interrupted me. I tilted my head and frowned. I wasn't used to being cut off. We could have just taken them to the police station, I said defiantly. Where they would have inevitably get released back onto the streets, she continued, now standing up and slinging the bag over her shoulder. This is wrong, I said, pointing to one of the crumpled bodies, seeping blood onto my combat boots. This is the way the world works, she responded coolly, kicking another body out of the way on her way to the window. Kill or be killed. And with that, she landed on the fire, on the fire escape, quickly ascending it. Come on, damn it, I growled the kick-ass as I approached the window, too. Wait, we're following that psycho? Why? He yelled, picking himself up from a pool of blood and stowing his taser behind his head. Yes, I said from the fire escape. I'm going to find out who the fuck that bitch thinks she is. I stomped under the roof, kick-ass following close behind me. He'd learned enough about me to know that if I was using the F-word, not to argue. Aw. Ariel thinking the F-word is, like, super hardcore. Fuck, 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 fuck. What? What's that face? <laughs> just you getting so mad at Hit Girl so quickly. I was I just like, okay. Well, somebody's got to be the enemy, and it's not going to be Kick-Ass. <laughs> it's not gonna, and it's not going to be Red Mist. Oh, that bitch <laughs> killed people that were trying to kill us. I think it was kind of like I was trying to I set know. it up as like, how rude. Hit Girl was Bandit to a very far extreme. Yeah. So, like, she was a line that Bandit would not cross. Yeah. Um, I think that's what I was going for. But also, just, in a fan it, fiction, somebody's got to be the enemy. I know. At the same time, <laughs> it's I have to look this at it more of a fan fiction, not like a comic book or a TV yeah. show, where it's just like, <laughs> damn, you're just, like, jumping to, like, I, I hate her. Where I expect, like, there'd be, like, a few panels of dialogue, and it's just, like... Well, that's not the interesting part. And also, Ariel can't write action. I know. So, (laughs) we had to skip that scene entirely. Bitch! (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't exactly a feminist moment for me to be like, oh, the only other girl in this story, bitch. Slut. Slut. Yeah, this one's a bitch, and then the other one's a slut. (laughs) I don't know. I I don't think I ever really get into, like, hating on Katie Doma in this fic, but I was not a fan of her in the... Also, if you're going to be a hit girl in this, you have to, like, talk kind of grumbly and, like, a little slow, but, like, (laughs) kind of serious. She is 12, though. I know. She just talks so, like... I know. (laughs) Like, she's gritting her teeth constantly in the movie, like... And it's because she's acting alongside Nicolas Cage, and that's how he acts uh, badass. (laughs) She has to kind of... I was almost going to say intimidate. Yeah, she's trying to be intimidating. Yeah. Although she just, she just is. Um, let's see. Right. We were talking about the F word being a bad word. <laughs> Great T for F word. <clears throat> All right, girl, I started walking right over to the little demon, getting right in her face. Just who the hell are you? I'm Hit Girl, she said, not at all intimidated, glaring right up into my face. And that's Big Daddy, she added, pointing over to the billboard across the way. Fine, I said, but was, was, but was stopped from saying anything else. You two have potential, she interrupted me again, but don't act all self-righteous. You got some hits in, too. I cast my eyes down and touched my pole. I knew there was blood on it. 
Yes, for protection, I admitted, lifting my flashing eyes again. But I don't hit to kill. Not yet you don't, Hitgirl said. I reached down and touched my pole. <laughs> I know. Touched my big throbbing Long. pole. <laughs> Covered in my own blood. <laughs> I mean, my enemy's blood. <laughs> Shit. Shit. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> and before I could say anything in retort, as she obviously wasn't interested in listening to it, she jumped clear over the gap between the buildings, somersaulting back into a standing position on the other side. She waved us over, but I just shook my head and sat down on the ledge defiantly. Hit girl and Big Daddy left, leaving only Kickass and I. Bandit, he asked, hesitating. I cut my face in my hands. I know, I said quietly, staring down into the street. We have to get out of here. The two of us clambered back down through Dave's bedroom window. I pulled down... Oh, they're back at Dave's house now. <laughs> the story's going all over the place. Quickly. <laughs> we gotta jump to the part where Red Mist enters the story, which doesn't happen until next chapter. I pulled down my bandana as he took off his face mask. We just stared at each other. We hadn't said anything about the Razul beatdown since we left the building, but I knew he w- what he was thinking. Dave wore his emotions on his sleeve. I just sat cross-legged on the floor beside the window, keeping my eyes low. Do you really think they'll be back? Dave finally asked me. Hit girl and Big Daddy. We saw something we shouldn't have, I said quietly. They'll find us. Yes, we will. I heard a man's voice say outside the window. Sure enough, in came Hit girl and Big Daddy. Hello again, kick-ass bandit, he greeted us. Dave hastily tried to pull his mask back on, but Hit Girl stopped him. We already know who you are, she said, smirking. You do? Dave asked, sounding scared. We rerouted your IP address from your MySpace, Big Daddy said instead. It was far too easy to find you. This is dialogue almost completely lifted from the movie. That's something a lot of people do to, like, subconscious. I don't think they do it consciously, but to pad out the length of your story, you just kind of write a transcript of the movie. I usually try to skip doing that in my stories, but I do a little bit of it here. There's kind of no way around it. I'm trying to think of how to do a Nicolas Cage, but also a deep voice <laughs> at the same time. It was really easy to find you. That's basically how he talks. Yeah. Finding you was far too easy. That's like the way he says. <laughs> yeah, it. that actually is pretty accurate now I'm thinking about it. <laughs> Nick Cage, but make it mysterious <laughs> make it sound like you're questioning everything yes exactly that's, how, that's how he does big daddy far too easy it worked on me back then i liked it the only reason this wasn't a big daddy story is because chris because chris D'Amico was in this story and i liked him more also you're a teenager uh ariel teenage ariel liked nick cage a lot <laughs> go on anyway the only reason the Sorcerer's Apprentice story isn't a, isn't a Nick Cage story is because Jay Baruchel is the other character. <laughs> Teen, teenage Ariel really liked Big Daddy. Teenage Ariel liked guys who were way, way too old for her. And that is just unfortunately a fact that has persisted for the rest of my life. That's, un- that's a fact for, old, for teenage <laughs> girls in general. I, yeah. Well, teenage girls who were weird like me. Normal girls now. <laughs> they like the mature men. <laughs> and then it's like, oh. You're really old. That's not good. Uh, I like old. (laughs) (laughs) I'm doubling down on that. Anyway, where were we? Yep. (laughs) I like old. And I'm dating my boyfriend that is a year younger than me. Yes, you are. (laughs) That's why it's always cracked me up. All right. I nodded in approval. These guys may just know what they're doing. I won't say anything, I swear, Dave said quickly. We know, Hit Girl said cockily in her husky voice. You see, we like you too. D- Big Daddy looked over to me. We just don't trust you. Understandable, I muttered, speaking for the first time since they'd let themselves in. I don't trust you two either. 
At that point, seeing how I was still baring my teeth, the rest of the conversation was directed at kick-ass. Eventually they left, and I stared at my friend, my legs pulled up to my chin. What do you want to do? He asked me, frowning. They said we can join them as a team, or separately. He sounded nervous. I was silent for a while, continuing to look at him. I'm sticking with you, I said simply. End of chapter two. All right, chapter three, Superhero 3. That's a good title, Ariel. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Author's note. Okay, so I apologize for this one taking a while, but as I say on all my other stories, one a week is about normal for me. (laughs) In fact, it might even come to being every other every week and a half because I'm super busy with senior stuff this month in, and in May. Oh, I was a senior in high school. <laughs> anyway, this one finally introduces your favorite guy, Red Mist. Well, Chris D'Amico, really, but yeah, basically the same. The only thing I would ask for would be reviews. No shit. <laughs> and thanks to everyone who's reviewed so far. Tell me what you think and enjoy. School was pretty much unbearable lately. It sucked to have to be, you try to bite your dad? Don't do that. She didn't try. She did. Aw, Dahlia, that's not nice. He's petting you. You bitch. (laughs) Oh, flat ears. That's not good. All right. Chill out. It sucked to have to be LMA Blackstone, that antisocial faux beatnik in the back of the classroom, when I'd so much rather be Bandit. Bandit spoke. She was witty and snarky. Bandit had friends, ones she could talk to and mess around with. Bandit wasn't some loner artist in a black beret. She was mysterious and kind of sexy, even. She was everything LMA wished she could be. But personality overhauls only work when people don't know the real you. I was sitting on the floor in front of my locker during lunch, eating my sandwich behind the cover of my knees, which were pulled clear up to my line of vision. People didn't usually notice me, let alone push me around, but I like to play it safe. Safe. Hell, I was about as safe as Chris D'Amico without without the bodyguard. My parents' reputation was the only thug repellent I needed. They didn't know my name, they didn't know what I looked like, and they certainly didn't know my voice. What they did know was that there was some senior girl who wore a beret on her head and her hair in her face that they'd best not try mugging or harassing. That is, unless they wanted to get their asses beaten to shit and dumped in the river. I laid my forehead against my knees and had my legs yeah (laughs) she's got her parents are i don't i hadn't decided if her parents were going to be like corrupt cops or if they were going if i was going to truly go the the mary sue route and have them also be criminals like redmond's dad um i think i'd kind of went more the corrupt cops route um in the end but it it doesn't matter the story stops before we ever get to it spoilers Spoilers for the story i'm never going to finish i don't know this one might be worthy of a rewrite rewrite someday I just need a more interesting character. I would like to hear it if you do so. (laughs) I eventually heard Dave's voice from down the hall, along with those of Todd and Marty. I kept my head down until they passed, feeling a bubble of longing settle deep in my stomach and explode. It was painful not being able to actually be his friend, because that was all I wanted. Someone to talk to, someone to laugh with, someone I could potentially hang out with or eat lunch with during the lonely school days. Someone I could fuck. (laughs) she's not interested in fucking him oh good (laughs) it's the other one i pulled my head back only far enough to allow myself to eat i didn't want people to see my running eyeliner oh Oh, you said dave dave yeah oh my bad chris doesn't go to this school chris goes i'm sure to some prep school my bad my bad (laughs) 
I decided to torture myself a little more after school. I'd overheard Dave bragging to his friends about meeting Katie Doma at Atomic Comics again, so I figured I'd go and look wistfully after the group while sitting along the wall or by the rows of comic boxes. This (laughs) this reminds me, one of the comments I remember the most on this story was that somebody um, was nitpicking me for how late a comic book store would be open, because in the previous chapter I'd said that they were it was like 8 30 and they were watching it and it was still open and I was just like honey how late do you think comic books stay are open they're like open all fucking day <laughs> yeah if anything there's comic book <laughs> stores all stay open till like 2 a.m yeah I know so I was like uh, I don't know why I've always just remembered that comment some of some yeah. of these comments I still remember to this day and I've always remembered that one I got a couple of flames on my Star Trek story that uh, still haunt me and that story still haunts me as well I hate it that's one of the ones I definitely don't think holds up. Um, however, I was in a better mood now. I didn't allow two moments of self-pity in the same day, so I was singing Disney songs under my breath, rocking my head vaguely left to right, and scanning the comics. Ew, I heard beside me. I glanced over and saw Chris D'Amico a few rows of comics over from me, looking right at me. I raised my eyebrows. Well, excuse me, I said, looking down to the comics I was browsing. I stopped singing, too. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean you, he said in that tone all awkward guys take when trying to hit on a girl, and laughing a little nervously. I looked over again to see him smirking slightly, which promptly fell with the cold gaze I was training on him. I went back to my comics, pulling something out to examine the condition. I really didn't mean you, he assured me, with the same tone. It was then that I realized that that was just how his voice sounded. I continued to flip through the comics, but felt my icy exterior fade. At least he wasn't trying to be an asshole. Okay, I said simply. I meant the comics you were looking at, he persisted. Oh, uh, yes, better. <laughs> I know. I feel like this is very, very oh, true good, to good. How, how nerds how nerds talk to each other. Yeah, that, that's, that's pretty accurate. You. No, not you. Your comics. Your comics. <laughs> Your taste. It's disgusting. Yep. Let me gatekeep you. Gatekeep me harder, daddy. <laughs> my fingers stopped moving through the row when i lowered my eyes i turned my head slightly something wrong with dc i asked my the frigid tone almost sneaking back in oh so he was right okay yeah i know (laughs) even writing this line i was like i hate dc but i was like i don't know what else to put in here only the fact that it's not marvel chris replied trying to keep his voice light (laughs) come here i'll show you a real comic I grunted he pulls and... out a vertigo instead. <laughs> I grunted and scooted over as he pulled some things out to show me. It was at that moment that I heard the volume on the TV turn up. Chris and I looked up to the news report. Some black and red leather costume superhero was going on about fighting crime 25-8 or something equally uncool. That line is uncool. That was correct read, Ariel. <laughs> I rolled my eyes and went back to the Marvel comics Chris had pulled for me. The channel was showing various clips of the new guy called Red Mist. I know, totally. Use a word here that I don't approve of, everybody. I'm going to preface that. This is not cool, but please remember this was written in 2009. No excuses. (laughs) This new guy called Red Mist. I know, totally gay. But I couldn't be bothered to listen. His voice was super annoying, but also kind of familiar. So uh, Chris started shifting from foot to foot and smirking at me. What do you think of that new superhero? Sounds like a bit of a bitch, I said simply. (laughs) (laughs) She really likes calling people bitches. What a bitch. A bit of a bitch. That's just projecting. She's a bitch, too. (laughs) She's the biggest bitch in the world. She's not wrong, though. (laughs) 
Sounds like a bit of a bitch, I said simply, putting, giving up on the comics and just leaning my elbows on the side of the table. What? Chris yelled. I gave him a sidelong look. Oh, you're probably some kick-ass groupie, huh? He tried to sound accusing, but his voice made that difficult. That voice. Sure, I said, I said absentmindedly. There it is again. My eyebrows furrowing as I looked back to the TV and tuned back in. I figured, Chris said more to himself, looking frustrated. Anyone who likes DC Comics would be a kick-ass. Don't say groupie again, I said, thinking I should accuse him of being a Red Mist fanboy until something clicked in my head. I feel like this comic book uh, fan fiction you write uh-huh. back then is all over the place. Because I feel like <laughs> they would have written kick-ass stuff later and Red Mist stuff later, <laughs> not now. Yeah. Because if this takes place slightly after the scene in the movie, they haven't gotten that much fame yet. So this doesn't work. No, it- so remember, Kick Ass or Red Miss um, intro was publicized because his dad bought the airtime, basically. But Kick Ass wouldn't be. No, Kick Ass was definitely uh, was well known at this point. No, he was well known. Um, at but this he wouldn't point, have comics about him. Comics, no. He said Kick Ass groupie, meaning she's a groupie of yeah. like the actual Kick Ass. That's fair. Um. Okay, that's fair. Oh, uh, <laughs> that makes more sense now. I think actually in this scene, like the comic shop is selling like kick-ass merchandise too. I can't remember. Anyway, possibly I don't. I they don't were know. well known at this point. Okay, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> don't say groupie again. I said, thinking I should accuse him of being a red mist fanboy until something clicked in my head. Oh my god, what was that? Chris asked, still sounding annoyed. I stood straight up, looking right into his face. He drew back a little, probably by the sudden change in my face. Are you seriously talking to me right now, man? I questioned him, glaring. What are you talking about? He asked. I rolled my eyes and pointed at the TV screen. You sound exactly like Red Mist. Your voice is so distinguishable, and you're risking talking to someone at the same time as that report? I demanded heatedly, but in a whisper. Chris's eyes grew very wide. I don't know. I'm not Red Mist, he stammered. I'm not stupid, I scoffed. I put back the X-Men comic I was holding and left Atomic Comics as fast as I could, my head reeling. Wait a minute, I heard behind me as I stepped onto the sidewalk. I stopped, allowing Chris to catch up. You aren't going to tell, are you? He begged, his brown eyes shining with worry. I crossed my arms but felt myself melting. Of course not, I finally conceded. Chris let out a huge breath. Thank you, he said gratefully. But why were you so mad? I looked down the street, thinking about it. I don't know, maybe just because it was such a boneheaded move, I guessed. Boneheaded, he said quietly to himself. And, I continued, I don't really like knowing my alias's secret identities. I don't really like knowing my allies' secret identities. That's not true. You know Dave's and you bothered to look it up, you (laughs) fucking stalker. (laughs) He didn't react for a moment, thinking, wait, he finally said as his face broke, you're a... Yeah, why don't you say it louder? I don't think all the people in there heard you through the glass, I said harshly, cutting him off. Chris stopped, glancing at all the people in Atomic Comics, some of whom were watching us, and nodded farther down the street. We started to walk together. So you're a superhero too, he asked quietly, shoving his hands into his pockets. Yes, I replied shortly. He was sw- He was silent another moment, maybe thinking I was going to say something else. Well, well, what's your superhero name, he prompted me. I felt that right here would be a perfect place for Bandit to say something knowing, to smirk knowingly and say something witty, but right now I was LMA. I'm sure you'll find out soon enough, was what I said instead. Chris narrowed his eyes in confusion. 
Okay, he trailed off. Well, did you maybe want to team up sometime? I just nodded. Chris smiled a little nervously. Well, do you have a MySpace, he asked. Gosh, that's a very Oof. one-sided conversation. Oof. <laughs> I'm just going to date this even more by saying MySpace. Uh, well, MySpace is what they used in the movie. <laughs> I know, I'm just saying it. You're just dating it more. Well, I was on Facebook at this point. Uh, no, I replied, but you can contact Kickass. I'm usually with him. Oh, so you are a Kickass groupie, he said, stopping on the sidewalk and crossing his arms. I felt the slightest smirk on my li- cross my lips, which Chris returned. No, we're partners, I corrected him. I started to walk off by myself. Hey, wait, he said again. I turned around and cocked my head to the side. Mm-hmm, I asked, still feeling that playful little smile. You want to maybe get some together sometime? Not risk bread mist and, well, whoever you are, but the real us? We can look over those Marvel comics. Was Chris D'Amico hitting on me? That would be great, I started, before pulling several Spider-Man comics out of my school bag. But I think I know Marvel just as well as you. I left. Started pulling Spider-Man comics out of my ass. (laughs) That's where my brain was going for a minute. Just out of my butt. (laughs) Here they are. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) Oh, my brain. I laughed, sorry, and guys. Gave... <laughs> I laughed and gave him a sly look myself before leaving again. I don't suppose you're going to tell me your name, he called to me. I don't think so, I said without stopping. You'll just have to find out for yourself. And I winked at him before going around a corner. Maybe Ella May wasn't such a boring girl after all. No, she's boring. It's fine, Ariel. <laughs> all right, see you in chapter three. One more. This was my favorite chapter of the story, I you remember. You can call me Ella Mayo. <laughs> I wish you could see how her name is written because it's literally the most awkward. Like, I'd, it's so it's Ella May because I like if I do like really yeah. feminine sounding names, I like them to be double names. But it's not like with a dash. It's just Ella May. And May is spelled M-A-E, not M-A-Y. <laughs> Important distinction. That's how you know she's not like other girls. <laughs> her parents literally proclaimed it from birth. <laughs> anyway. I remember this being my favorite chapter. I remember being really proud of it because it's not reliance on anything from the movie. It's just kind of something I made up. I'm not like other girls. <laughs> I have purple eyes. <laughs> no. Thankfully, none of my characters had purple eyes. I didn't I didn't write that one. Hey, that's a trope. I know. <laughs> I don't even know if we talked about that. I know that trope. I think I've mentioned that one to you before. You've mentioned it to me. I don't yeah. think we've talked about it on the podcast. It persists outside of fan fiction, although it started with fan fiction. That is a trope that I know of. It is a cliche. Purple O's. Purple O's. Purple O's, everyone. (laughs) Or, if they're not purple, they have to change color depending on your mood. Mm. That's the other one. Multicolored O's. Got it. Oh, fucking hiccup. Okay, this last chapter. Chapter four, (laughs) Padiddle. It's just called Padiddle. Padiddle. I hope you guys know what Padiddle is. Well, she explains it in the story. It's fine. Is that like the Mary? No, it's the car game. Oh, okay. She explains it later. Yeah. Uh, author's note. In all caps, please read this author's note. Very important information. <laughs> okay, here's chapter four. I mean, it's been months, and honestly, the only reason I'm updating is to let everyone know that pictures are up on my profile page. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thanks to a review from a more informed member than I, I was made aware that you can put links in your profile. So all the pictures related to the story and all my other OCs are on my profile. All of those links are broken now. I would make the reference, but I don't know the actual author's note. Just the author's note. Author's note. From the uh, <laughs> Jello Apocalypse Jello video. Jello Apocalypse video. Author's note. 
good for sweet droops and kitty feces. <laughs> Please check oh. them out. Also, thanks to everyone who reviewed. It's been too long to remember whom I have and haven't thanked yet, so just thanks to everyone. And now on to what I hope to be a hilarious chapter four. Tell me what you think and enjoy. It wasn't long after my interesting day at Atomic Comics that Red Mist contacted Kick-Ass's MySpace. In fact, Dave was telling me about it the very next night. I hoped it was because of me that Red Mist had made such a speedy get-together, but that was mostly fantasizing. The exchange went as such. It wasn't long... Oh, that's, uh, that's repeated. So, have you heard of that new superhero? He was asking me as we skulked down around the streets. Red Mist, I mean. No, actually, I said, holding back my smile. Dave was silent a minute, waiting for me to continue. No tricks, he asked. Ah, he was still... So he was learning. You haven't actually heard? No tricks, I assured him. Why don't you tell me about him? Oh, okay. Well, he... Of course I've heard of him, dork, I interrupted, smirking. I was in Atomic Comics the day he went public. Wait, you were there? I was there, he said, sounding maybe a little frustrated with himself for not looking for me. A habit he's told me he's taken up recently. (laughs) Oh! 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 What? Bento boxes are Watoshi's favorite. (laughs) No shit, Sherlock. I saw you, I replied. Kick-ass was silent again, looking at my face for any sign of me lying. Like I'd let it show on my face, he still had a lot to learn about me, I guess. Aha, he said, pointing at me. You weren't there. He had to dodge a signpost he'd nearly run into while he wasn't paying attention. Oh, what a baka. (laughs) Stop. I'm not lying, I said, completely deadpan, and staring him down. All right, you were there, he said feebly, holding up his hands. I smiled at him, and we continued to walk. So anyway, Red Mist messaged her MySpace, I finished for him, my smile turning into a smirk. How do you do that, he demanded, flabbergasted. I just shrugged. You want to go meet him then? Yes, I said simply. So we changed course for the alley Kickass had specified. We had been waiting in the dark space between two buildings for a while. Kickass was on the ground just screwing around, and I sat on the ledge above him, watching Bitey chase rats. I was becoming impatient, but stayed in the shadows and waited like a good girl. I tried to not let my anxiety about seeing Chris again get to me. And before I knew it, Red Mist had appeared on top of a dumpster in the alley below me. I drew my legs up to avoid being noticed. I wanted to see if he'd tell Kickass about us meeting already, like I assumed he would. I stifled a giggle as my partner finally noticed the other's presence, both striking a heroic pose as they were introduced. They do do that in the movie, and it's very cute. (laughs) They went back and forth for a minute or two, throwing out compliments and generally playing kiss ass, you know, the usual bullshit people say when meeting someone with some semblance of renown. I scoffed and rolled my eyes. So anyway, Red Mist finally said, hands on his hips, rocking back and forth, where's your partner? Who, Bandit? Kickass asked. Kick-ass asked, blah, 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 like he had some other partner besides me. I thought she was around. He trailed off, looking around for me. Oh, I figured she'd be with you, Red Mist said, losing the cocky tone he usually had. He maybe even sounded disappointed. I bit my lip and tried to ba- tried to hold back my smile. Wait, Kick-ass said, squinting at Red Mist and tilting his head to the side. Bandit's never gone public. How do you know about her? I met her once, Red Mist continued, picking up that cocky. <laughs> oh, no, I have to read this next line. Yay. Picking up that cocky, but I had to admit, sexy smirk. It's not sexy, Ariel. It's the opposite. He's just, he's cute. Dorky smirk. (laughs) He's so dorky. Without a mask, he added, because he probably figured that would make my partner jealous. 
I hate to spoil your fun, man, Kickass said with a laugh and a self-confident grin of his own, but she doesn't always wear her bandana. I know what she looks like, too. Red Mist opened and closed his mouth, apparently not sure how to respond to that. I then became aware that I was being used as a prop in a childish pissing contest, so I took the opportunity to slide down a drain spout and break it up. Someone say my name, I said through my bandana. I didn't mean to discredit my partner, but I felt that wearing it was more neutral. There you are, Kickass said to me calmly, while Red Mist stumbled back a bit. Bitey followed me down, first jumping down to the dumpster previously inhabited by the newest of us superheroes, then right onto the startled Mist Red Mist himself, before landing gracefully on the ground. Hey, bandit, Red Mist said in his usual cocky tone once he had recovered, flashing me a toothy grin. I willed my heart to be still and my voice to remain even. Aww. Hey, Red Mist, I said coolly. There was a stretch of silence as Kickass glanced back and forth between Chris and I, looking a little put out. Well, now that we're all here, Kickass started, but falling off as he realized that the ball was basically in Red Mist's court. Oh yeah, he said, you guys want to go fight some crime? Kickass and I replied at the same time, me with a hell yeah and Dave with a what now? We looked at each other and laughed. Come on, partner, I said, giving him a playful, playful shove. Let's go have some fun. With that decided, Red Mist offered me his arm, which I refused, <laughs> and we set off down the alley. He probably would, honestly. Chris said he had something to show us. What's up with you two? Dave asked me in a hushed tone, his voice having a hardness to it. I raised an eyebrow at his tone. Absolutely nothing, I said evenly. Don't be jealous. I'm not jealous, he replied, sounding affronted. I know you aren't, I said, smiling a little more sweetly than usual and giving his hand a quick squeeze. I'm just reminding you that you don't have to be. Dave seemed surprised at my sudden change in attitude, but gave me a weak smile and gripped my hand in return. He turned his head as we exited the alley. Sweet, he said, sounding impressed. That is direct from the movie. I looked into the parking lot to see a single car under the light of a street lamp. I'd never been much of a car person, but even I had to admit that Red Mist's ride was pretty awesome. Meet the Mistmobile, Chris said, as he led us over to it. <laughs> oh, wow, I said sarcastically. I thought Chris was cute with his dorky tendencies, but talk about living out a fanboy fantasy. It really was. <laughs> That's why I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> he opened the passenger side door for me, and I crawled into the back seat with Mr. Bitey. You could sit up front, Red Mist was saying, but Kickass pointedly cut him off by claiming the passenger seat for himself. So with that being taken care of, we were off. It's not in the movie. If I sit in the front, I have to sit in the back. Yep. <laughs> also, I was trying to avoid making her sound like a Mary Sue. Yeah, but I got to have my cake and eat it, too, by not having her do it and still having Red Mist want her to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a wash. Um, <laughs> we hadn't been in the car for more than five minutes before Red Mist was showing off all the gadgets he had equipped, as well as the mist, which I think he thought we would find really cool. I can't speak for kick-ass, but I can easily say that I was much more taken with his iPhone and GPS. Oh, back when GPSs were cool. <laughs> and we all didn't literally have one on our phones. Sounds <clears throat> like that. You just take both of those and combine them together. That and my music player literally all in one. And if I lose this thing, it's my whole life gone. Because <laughs> I also keep my ID and my credit card in my phone. Uh, uh, now the whole world knows. <laughs> it's literally the only thing I carry with me when we go out. So if it wasn't obvious, there you go. Then out of the corner of my eye, I saw Red Mist pick something. <laughs> I forgot about this part. Ariel, teenage Ariel, has got some principles she's going to talk about right now. Then out of the corner of my eye, I saw Red Mist pick, some, 
pick up something thin and white from the ashtray and bring it to his lips. And from the way he took a drag off it and held it between his forefinger and thumb, I could tell it wasn't a cigarette. Smoke, he had the audacity to ask Kickass and I. My, poli- my partner politely declined. I feel a little weed takes the edge off things when I'm patrolling, you know? What about you, Bandit? He said, turning, trying to turn his face to see me in the back with the Devil May Care grin. Want to have some real fun? I glared at him before taking the vile substance from his hand. Vile substance. A weed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call the police. <laughs> Ah, she knows how to party. Ouch! Red Mist's self-confident smirk dropped as I ground the smoldering end of the joint into his red and black wig. The foul-smelling smoke no longer issued from the open end, and there was a small circular singe mark in Chris's fake hair. He tried to protest as I reached around him to roll down his window and throw it out. The only thing you're taking an edge off is your ability to drive, I said dangerously in his ear before settling back down into my seat. He didn't seem angry with me, and I noticed a blush creeping up from one side of his mask. He should be embarrassed. <laughs> He's not embarrassed, honey. It's because you were literally re- leaning over him to throw out the fucking window. I say this as if I didn't know that while writing it. It's <laughs> <laughs> <That's> fair. <laughs> <laughs> the car was silent for although it's very cute for me to play coy. <laughs> um the car was silent for several several blocks before clear out of nowhere, Dave called a padiddle. Simply from force of habit, I felt my hand smack the roof. What the hell was that? Red Mist questioned the two of us. I forgot what Padiddle was. <laughs> I'm laughing because I, I remember what Padiddle is. That's funny. Oh, that's that. Oh, God, that makes me feel old. I'm so excited. I love this part. Kickass and I exchanged glances. You've never played Padiddle? My partner, my partner asked incredulously. Um, no, obviously not, Red Mist said. What is it? It's a driving game, I said. When you see a car that has a headlight, taillight, or any light really, that's burned out, you say padiddle and hit the roof of the car with your hand. Whoever hits the roof last has to remove an article of clothing kick-ass finished, looking at Red Mist like he was an alien, which is about the same look he was giving us. I feel like it was random for me to, for, for me to choose Chris to not know what padiddle is, although I think, because somebody had to not know so I can explain it. Um, but I think that was actually the correct choice because with him being rich... He wouldn't know what that is. He wouldn't know. He wouldn't drive. His he would dad wouldn't tolerate that. That as well. But also, you know, he's like unlikely to have anybody else in the car with him. Right. Even still, for it to be New York City for these other two to be so familiar with a driving game is probably unlikely because they wouldn't, most likely would not. It also that. works because he'd be like, well, I'm not going to play that. That's going to hurt my car. But he would want to act cool. Oh, no. So he would totally he's, play it. He wants to play. Yeah. <laughs> There's a girl in the car. Yeah. I, um, <laughs> I also thought superheroes people who wear a costume to protect their identity playing a game that requires them to strip their costume i just thought that was a fun idea um anyway uh whoever hits the roof last has to remove an article of clothing kick-ass finished looking at red mist like blah 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 blah. like like this he asked tentatively tapping the roof tapping the roof with one of his hands the other still on the wheel of the car precisely i said which makes you last i added with a smirk Wait, we're actually playing? Kickass turned to look at me with fear in his eyes. I chuckled quietly at his face. Sure, why not? I asked nonchalantly with a shrug of my shoulders. Doesn't superhero style padiddle sound fun, Red Mist? I directed the last sentence at Chris, who was looking at me in the rearview mirror. He was a teenage boy, and I knew he what he was thinking. <laughs> I just fucking came out and said it. <laughs> As a means of reply, he slowly pulled off his wig. 
Nice hair, man, I said, ruffling his short black hair and grinning. And from that point, it was game on. I called the next one. A red mist was last again. He pulled off a glove. Chris actually got the next call, using the side mirror to his advantage, with Kick-Ass being the last to tap the roof. He laughed as he pulled off his batons, outraging Red Mist and I, but we let it go. Kick-Ass saw the next one, and before I even lifted my arm, I heard Red Mist slam his fist against the glowing red roof of the Mistmobile with such intensity that it rang in the sudden silence of the car. I was last. This guy's hustling us, I said, my mouth hanging open and pointing at the back of Chris's head. He and Kick-Ass high-fived. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I heard them say, looking expectantly at me, I can play this game too. I just smirked and undid my bandana from my face. Oh, come on. That's hardly fair. We already know what you look like. Give a guy a break. Oh, I'm sorry, I said over the boys whining. And to think this is coming from the guys who take off gloves and batons. The three of us looked conspiratorially at each other. That's another word of love. <laughs> I use that one still all the time. There's just no word to describe it better, although it is awkward to say. From, en- from then on, the game got much more competitive and much more serious. Kick-Ass even lost his pants after a series of calls on my part. I did a pretty decent job of staying decently clothed until Red Mist called one from behind us and Kick-Ass's hand banged against the roof a fraction of a second before mine. I was down to my last layer. Sighing into the volley of laughing and whistling from the boys, I was about to remove my undershirt just as the car screeched to a halt. Oh my god, I said looking up, looking out from the front windshield at the burning lumber warehouse in front of us. Red mist glanced at Kickass, and something seemed to click in his head. Then he looked back at me as if he'd never seen me before. He seemed to have driven to this place on autopilot, forgetting something seemingly important. And if the pained expression he was giving me was any clue, I wasn't supposed to be here. End of story. I never wrote more. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, leaving the whole world on a cliffhanger for that one. Uh, They fuck at some point. (laughs) End of story. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, spoilers. And Spock swallowed the end. (laughs) Yeah, so there we go. Your first ever thing you've listened to me having written. My first piece of writing you've ever heard. There you go. Uh, there's the words we're looking for. That's, I think the pitiful yeah. part was actually probably the best part of the story. It was absolutely my favorite part. <laughs> Sorry, that sounded kind of rudish. No, no, it's fine. I I agree that it was probably. I was the actually best. kind of getting into that part. I thought that was kind of fun. It was because it was something that was not what you expect from a superhero thing yeah. to be doing, and an actual fun thing to do i've never actually played that with people i've never well i played fiddle but i haven't played it seriously right that's what that line in there are we doing it for serious (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah because i've i I, maybe it's a midwest thing i assume it's everywhere has put it all but it's just something you grow up like i still to this day if i see headlights out my brain's like put it all (laughs) i don't know if i my entire life called it Pididdle. I feel like he called it something else for a little while, but then we knew it was called Pididdle after a yeah. while. Because Melissa and I would normally play it yeah. together, my best friend, for those who don't know that. <laughs> context, context <laughs> Oh, boy. <laughs> um, oh, boy! Um, <laughs> yeah, for a while, uh, I think it might have been my first ever car, actually, was had had a, a burned out headlight for a really long time. So when I would have people get in my car with me um, and I'd turn on my headlights, I would immediately call one just for fun because I knew it was burned out. <laughs> and then they'd be like, where? I'd be like, my car is a pit at all. 
<laughs> I would also occasionally driving around Boardman see other people do it because I'd see them smack the roof of their car. <laughs> smack it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there we go. That was that part was also my favorite. Um, I think it's because it's the first time I really truly wrote something that was outside canon. I mean the 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 conveyance. So them doing you know going on the car ride to the lumber warehouse is part of the story. Um, because at that point, this is where Red Mist is taking Kick-Ass to go be assassinated <laughs> at his dad's warehouse. Um, but Big Daddy and Kit- Hit Girl got there first and burned it down. Um, so I was like, I really want my character to be there for this meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I need for something to happen to distract Chris so he forgets to drop her off somewhere before going to have her best friend executed. <laughs> right. That makes um, sense. And it didn't happen, obviously. But it also doesn't matter because everybody there is already dead. I have no idea what I was going to write beyond this point. That was a scene that I'd thought of like when I was concepting a story, a fanfic to write. Mm-hmm. Um and that was, I guess, for me, that was kind of always the end point, was that chapter. So You could have technically kept going, but... I wouldn't have known what to write, so it would have been boring. You would probably had also go off of the actual... Yeah, the actual plot movie. of the movie, which would have been harder to keep figuring out contrivances for her to be there and also for her to not be killed. Because um, it's just, it gets way more violent even from that point on. Um <laughs> I had actually initially read the comic, hoping that it would be less violent than the movie, so I could use that as my basis instead for the fan fiction. But it's actually worse, um, so that that didn't work. So I had no ideas, no moon. I had those kind of four ideas, which were in each of those four chapters, and consequently to that point, I'm actually kind of glad you chose that one. I still feel like that story kind of holds up, at least conceptually. Um, I had four pretty good ideas. I mean, they're they're still tropey and cliche as fuck when it comes to fan fiction, but I feel like her figuring out how she figured out how Red Mist was Chris, I feel like that was a good a good idea because he does have a super recognizable voice. Um, I think Padiddle was fun because they're superheroes; they need to protect their identities. And no one ever gets burned alive, so that's <laughs> always great. Yeah, we don't have to worry about that. It doesn't ever go that far. So, there we go. That's probably cool. my, um, from my fanfiction era, fanfiction.net era days, that was probably my second most reviewed story after my phantom fic. I would give it like a two out of ten. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> it's probably two more stars than it deserves. I feel like the ideas was... were good. I think that one would be a pretty good candidate for a rewrite someday. I could I could see some rewrites, but I, I, I think you did a good job. I mean, you did do a lot of describing of... <laughs> what your character did but yeah. i mean like i i've not written anything so i can't really be the one to judge yeah i i don't do nearly so we we joke about how a lot of the stories fan fictions we read suffer from a lack of attribution when it comes to dialogue my, my early work did not suffer from that at all <laughs> if anything i attributed every single fucking line of dialogue as though context clues haven't heard of her <laughs> like I would also like to see you do your uh, rewrite because then you get to rewrite about two teenage kids. <laughs> yeah, if I did a rewrite, I, I wouldn't <laughs> focus it so specifically in canon. I would probably age them up, be set during college, probably. I don't know. Or, you know, I could base it off of the later series. Although, 
when Red Mist becomes the motherfucker, he's a significantly worse character. I know that's like the point, but yeah. he's a lot less fun in the later the later series. Yeah. Well, thanks for choosing one that wasn't completely fucking embarrassing, I guess. I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. <laughs> um, well, I guess sidebar, what else do we want to do for this episode? Oh, well, that's all we got to do. Um, so, <laughs> uh, we don't really have much else to talk about, guys. You know, follow us on social media if you've listened this far. Um, Twitter, Facebook, our uh Email address is rated T for effort at gmail.com. If you leave us a review, I will read it on the podcast. Um, Caitlin did comment recently, our, our lovely Caitlin. Our one amazing. <laughs> we have we have multiple amazing followers. I'm sorry. I didn't we mean do. that meanly, Meg. I hear you talk to me about it all the time. I love our friends who like basically live tweet their reactions to our podcast to us. One of one of our amazing followers. Uh, Caitlin, <laughs> Caitlin, <laughs> fuck, Caitlin, <laughs> I can't talk. They left a comment on Podbean that was basically <laughs> the effect of, "I can't believe PewDiePie does fan fiction. It's terrible at it." <laughs> PewDiePie. <laughs> I for- I'd forgotten oh, that that was the I name. I forgot about that. That was the author's name for the story we let- read last time. Um, so thank you, Caitlin. Um, if you guys follow us on social media, I'll give you a follow back. That counts for Tumblr too. It's just my personal Tumblr. Um, but feel free to do it there. Um, other than that, yeah, we'll be back next time with a normal, normal, uh, yep. I would say you could like follow (laughs) me on Instagram, but my last (laughs) post was probably from like seven months ago at the latest now. So I can't do that. Um, maybe I should get my social media so I can get like all the one follower to follow me. Get a Twitter. Yeah, I'll get my Twitter. Twitter is horrible. Get Twitter. Yeah, uh, gotta go down that Twitter <laughs> hole again. Um, Twitter hole. The Twitter hole. Uh, anyway, next time we'll be back to our normal <laughs> formula, hole. guys. So if this wasn't really your thing, you won't have to wait too long for us to go back to our normal bullshit. Otherwise, get vaccinated. Um, I didn't stay have to talk safe. a lot, so I enjoyed this. I'll yeah. do this every week. You didn't talk like at all. I know. Well, I was listening. I was. I had. <laughs> I'm you not... don't have much to say about this thing that you've been wanting to do for literally seven years now. Well, all I have to say is I finally got to be able to listen slash read <laughs> one, so I can't really say much. And frankly, I didn't think that was as bad as it was going. I thought it was going to be. It's not so. as bad as I remember it being. So there I, are worse I was, ones. I was quite entertained. I was. <laughs> I was like, I. I mean, I could have gone on and be like, ugh, just putting your own, <laughs> your own character inside of. <laughs> You freaking kick ass. She was very obviously comic. a self insert. I mean, there's a lot of things I could have said, but I was gonna be nice because you're my girlfriend, and I have to be nice to I you once take in a while. The, I can take the flames. Random anonymous people on the internet have said. Worse. I've already called you Violet. How else will call you? <laughs> the most goth Lolita character ever. I don't know why I said Lolita, but yeah, you get the point. <laughs> All right, guys. Well. Stay safe out there. We'll see you again in two weeks with a normal episode. And make sure to always wear your seatbelt. <laughs> I haven't done that one yet. Good I haven't job. done one in a while. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>